We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. My, my NBA 2K rating up. And I, can, I, I just cannot take. Can, I, 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 just, I, I can't take it. You know, it's 12:02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12:05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. It's Friday, December 13th, 2019. Alex Berutha here, sitting across from Shannon McEwen, and on the line is Ken K-Train-Kreitz. All aboard! You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, rotowire.com. We would appreciate a nice review today. We're going to touch on some news, category hunt for rebounds and field goal percentage, and then touch on DFS. Luka Doncic continues his reign of triple-doubles on the NBA in a 122-111 win over the Pistons. Luka won for 41-12-11, the most 40-point games before the age of 21. LeBron had eight, Luka four, KD four, um, triple-doubles for him, 30-point triple-doubles, 40-point triple-doubles. It's just becoming the norm. Uh, Can you accidentally took Westbrook over him in NFBKC? 
well, yeah, it's two minute list. And I was just dithering back and forth and back and forth. And finally, like Luca and I click Luca and uh, I was like a second too late and uh, defaulted in the auto pick, whatever, to Westbrook. The guy after me is laughing on the little chat area, grabs Luca. Right away, I knew it was like, oh, no, there goes my whole NFB, Casey, which is accurate. I am doing terribly, and uh, yeah, whatever. So every Luca highlight on SportsCenter, though, I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I think anyone who picked, who picked almost any player, like outside of the top six, seven guys, no matter who you picked, that's how you feel about Luca. Yeah. Like, yeah, second rounder mostly, right? Yeah, I mean, it's he was picked like thirteenth or fourteenth in my NF, NFBKC league. I would, I mean, that's essentially he definitely should have been picked there. And there are a lot of drafts where he dropped uh, in the twenties. I yeah, I mean, I remember you advocating to take him at the turn, and now at the time was like you might be reaching a little bit for him. Yeah. So yeah, uh, shows what well, shows I, what I everyone knows. Different topic, though, in that game. Pistons lose Blake Griffin, 3 of 16. Shannon, as our Pistons expert, is Blake injured still? Is What's wrong there? From what I've seen of Blake, he doesn't appear to be injured. Um, he he looks healthy. Um, I think it's it's two things. One, rust. Um, you know, as he plays more and more games, the rust will be less of an excuse, but I, I do think he's still rusty. Um, and then two, the Pistons had a long stretch of games without Blake and they had to change their, their offensive sets and everything. Right. And, you know, everything ran through Blake last season. So they had Luke Kennard got more involved earlier this year. Derek Rose is a new member of the team and a very valuable part of the rotation for this season. Yeah. <clears throat> Andre Drummond started getting more touches. So it's, I, I feel like from what I've seen, Dwayne Casey's done a bad job re reintegrating Blake into that offense. I mean, Blake, Blake led the team in assists last year. He's, yep. he's doing poor on in that category so far this season. Um, I think it's all going to come. It's all going to come. Um, also, I don't think also Griffin Spanish is terrible. Did you see that clip? I did not. I did they, not either. They played in Mexico City last night, and Luca, who speaks fluent Spanish, played professionally in Spain, uh, made an, a nice opening statement to the sold-out crowd, five or six perfect Spanish sentences, and then it was Blake's turn, and he says, hola, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Very funny <laughs> clip. We'll try to add that to the pod. Uh, try to add that to the pod article on the site. And then but he just I, looks at Luca like, oh boy, I don't know any Spanish. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's still positive signs here. I mean, essentially, he's he's had a shooting slump to start his season, right? Yeah, he's his 37%. season only started. Yeah, so you've got he, his shooting's going to bounce back. He, the same way from downtown, he he's only shooting 28, percent but he's still taking 6.2 attempts per game. So that that's actually encouraging for me. The field goal attempts are basically there. If you look at the per minute averages, he's only playing 29 minutes. So once that gets back up to the 34, 35 minutes, he's played the past couple seasons and his shooting reverts back to the norm. You know, we should expect similar stats to what we saw last year. Moving on to topic numero dos, Joel Embiid <laughs> dominates the Celtics in a win, drops 38, 13 and six. 
with two trays and a block, Ken, I will let you vent on this one since it was against <laughs> your Celtics. It was tough to watch. Well, the Celtics actually looked good through three quarters. Uh, they were a lot sure. quicker than the Sixers. They don't clearly don't have the size at all to match. No Al Horford for Philly, though. They did not do the tribute video for Al. They just did the show him on on the video screen sitting on the bench and he, after the first quarter. And he kind of got a half-standing ovation. People weren't quite standing. They weren't quite sitting. They were more crouching, if you will. But uh, Embiid, a uh, huge fourth quarter. Um, you know, he was getting egged on by Shaq and Barkley, right. saying he needs to be more dominant. And then in pregame interviews, he's like, yeah, I agree with those guys. Which I was like, oh, did you really have to say that, guys, before the Celtics game? Couldn't you bring that up before they play Milwaukee or somebody, you know? Um, Simmons hit his free throws. They did a little hack of Simmons at the end. Right. Simmons still hit his free throws, even though he's still some 50-something from the charity stripe. Uh, Celtics were without Marcus Smart, but maybe in this particular case, worse, they were without uh, Robert Williams, who really could have used... 15 of his defensive minutes on Embiid. On the bright side, I think this is like Enos Cantor's first ever good game for the Celtics. It'd be nice to see, you know, believe it or not. Uh, but, uh, yeah, impressive road win for the Sixers. A little depressing. You, you know, this. I, I think I, I DM'd you at one point, Alex. Um, yep. Jason Tatum was just scared, clearly scared, to drive to the basket when Embiid was in the key. Uh, that was odd. Tatum and Brown both did not have good games. Um, and that is the Ken Kreitz rambling synopsis of the Celtics. Uh, I don't I don't think either of us could have done a better job of that. So uh, <laughs> we will, for the sake of time, we'll move on. The Spurs lost to the Cavs in overtime. The Cavs uh, notably running to the media to tell them how much they hate John Beeline. Um, but... <laughs> It what was matter. up with Tristan Thompson going nuts? He does that dunk and yells right at Beeline afterwards. That was weird. I I wish I knew, but uh, apparently you can still hate your coach and beat the Spurs these days in Kevin San Antonio. How, in how San sad Antonio. is that? It's Ugh. it's looking bad there. Kevin Love goes for thirty and seventeen. Um, Nick and I were kind of talking about potential trades and areas for him on yesterday's pod. Um, who wants that? I, who would want that contract? Three years uh, remaining, ninety million. He's thirty-one years old. I uh, I proposed a three-team trade where Chris Paul and Kevin Love both go to the Timberwolves, but I I mean I think they might be willing to do it, but I'm not mm. not sure. Um, Nuggets they beat Portland last night, one fourteen to ninety-nine. Carmelo Anthony, 20 points, nine rebounds, one assist, two steals, two blocks, two trays. Very good game for him. Uh, Ken, you wrote in our notes, do we owe Melo an apology? Do you personally feel like you have to owe Melo an apology? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't, no. but uh, not personally. But he is, hey, he's putting up respectable numbers. 20 points, nine boards, and an assist, two steals. I mean, he's actually playing defense. He's averaging... 1.3 steals a game, which hasn't happened in like six or seven years for him. Anyway, I'm pleasantly surprised that he's productive. I realize this is a desperate Portland team. What do you think, Shannon? He was, Melo was really, really bad with the Rockets and with the Thunder. Um, 
so it, it's it's understandable why people were hard on him. But you know, also he's he's an all time great. Like he he was fantastic in the prime of his career. Uh, I I mean, right now he's shooting forty one and a half percent. So really, the issue that he had with the Thunder and the Rockets is still there. Um, he shot forty and a half and forty point four and forty point five percent in those with those two teams. Um, he started off his stretch through the first five or six games with Portland. His shooting was actually up, but it's dipped back down. And it's going to be hard for him unless he's able to shoot 43, 44% to be a decent value um, in real life or in fantasy. He, it's, it's, it's impressive that he's been able to come back and do this. I've always thought he should have been signed with someone, but I don't think he should be in such a high-volume role. Right. I... Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm happy he has a job. I'm happy for him, but I am still very concerned. He is just as mediocre as we've thought this entire time. I was looking at some of his advanced numbers. This is the second worst true shooting percentage of his career. Yeah. Um, if you take out the first three games, which were pretty bad, it's about an average shooting year for him. But right now he has the lowest value over replacement player on the team. It's actually negative. <laughs> he has the second worst win shares per 48 on the team. Uh, worse than Scalabissier, he's minus 15 net rating, minus nine, even if you don't include those first three games. Yeah, and even when you have, you, they have bums like Kent Bazemore shooting 35% from right. the floor, but at least he he's a he's a positive on the defensive side. Yeah, yeah. he is. So, he is. Yeah, at least he provides that. Maybe maybe he'll continue to improve as but, the season goes along. Speaking Go to Portland's desperation, uh, lim- they had a short rotation last night. They got all of nine points from the four bench guys they played. They all came from Anthony Simmons. Nine points off the bench. Labassier, Hazonia, and Trent all uh, scored zero points. Well, there is a free agent that they may be able to pick up, and his name is Iman Shumpert, co-star of Kanye West's fade music video. He was reluctantly <laughs> released, according to the Nets, um, due to full roster guarantees. Uh the weird reaction on Twitter, like he had been saving their season and was an all-star <laughs> sleeper candidate. Like I saw someone on Twitter, like exclaiming, like he had 12 steals in 13 games. Um, cool. Even uh, a blind squirrel, <laughs> even a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> but he, he, he's solid. He can play 15 to 20 minutes a game. And for a team like Portland, who just needs a, a warm body to do that, he definitely qualifies yeah. at this point. And the fact that the Nets let him go, that's actually probably a good sign for anyone who's stashing Levert. I think he's yeah. nearing a return. Uh, um, it yeah. could also mean it could be a positive development for Kyrie Irving's return as well, because um, that's really the only reason why Shumpert was brought on board was because of the injuries. Levert is still not doing contact work. That is a concern. All right, gentlemen, let's get to the topic of the pod tonight. We continue to go category hunting for stats and uh today's hunt is looking for some big man blocks and field goal percentage generally means you've your, your center and power forward spots but there's a uh, other uh there are always a few exceptions i'll start out with one i really like more of a long-term move than the immediate though he's paying off some dividends Nerlens Noel down uh, in Oklahoma City. He's only 39% owned in Yahoo leagues. 
though he does rank right now in nine category leagues, uh, average game stats. He ranks 74. That's certainly playable. But really, the long-term play is uh, keep waiting on that uh, presumed Steve Adams uh, trade where Noel could uh, see some big starter minutes for those guys. Uh, Noel, 65% field goal percentage. Un- unfortunately, it's only right now on just under five shot attempts a game. But also 1.6 blocks a game, which I think will go up whenever Adams does depart. So uh, that's my first suggestion, Nerland's Noel. Shannon, who do you want to lead with uh, as we hunt for blocks and field goal percentage? Yeah, this is a guy that'll help a bit in both categories. Jackson Hayes, rookie for the Pelicans. He's he's only like 7% owned on ESPN, 23% on Yahoo. Um, he, his shelf life for value is limited. Um, you know, Favors is going to be back very soon. Maybe. Uh, well, <laughs> he's, but Favors also is a, is a candidate to be traded. Right. Um, yeah. Zion is going to be back eventually. Uh, but there's going to be some, he's going to be limited. They're going to, yeah, they're going to load management him. Um, so I, I, I kind of like Jackson Hayes. I think he will, you know, there'll be some ups and downs, but right now he's shooting 60 near 62% from the floor, 1.1 blocks per games. Uh, and that's in 21 minutes per, uh, if, well, the, if, if this, if the season continues in the direction it's gone so far for the Pelicans, I would have to imagine Hayes will get even more run the second half of the year. Well, and Zach Lowe pointed out on ESPN, I think yesterday, Pelicans are running a lot of pick and roll with J.J. Redick and Hayes, uh, which is an odd combination. I can't see those guys being roommates on the road, but uh, uh, it's proven effective. Hayes just violently throws himself at the basket, even though he's like six pounds. <laughs> um, it's like Sideshow Bob with that hair flying all over the place and, the monster throwdowns, but uh, yeah, I think Hayes is, I like that one, Shannon. Hayes is, is uh, really proving to be a nice pick for those guys. Uh, I have Jakob Pertl over the past two weeks, uh, three blocks per game and 71% from the field. Um, I'm Whether or not he's going to get consistent minutes for the Spurs is always a question, but he's been hovering around 19 for the season um, and the block numbers uh, and overall field goal percentage for him for the season are pretty consistent with what he's done in other points in, in his career. And I mean, honestly, if the, if the Spurs keep like being this bad, um, I feel like that only helps Pirtle because I think Popovich will have to experiment with some different lineups, some different, uh, maybe some different sets. And I think I don't really see a scenario where that involves Pirtle seeing less playing time. Because he's still pretty young and hopefully someone they can develop for the long term, considering they traded Kawhi Leonard for him. Uh, so he's someone that you can get that will help you in, in both categories, uh, theoretically, I, Alex, especially if Al- they're on like a four game week. Alex, could you see LMA at 34 years of age being a possible trade deadline move for the Spurs or is his contract too hard to move? Um, How many years does he have left? He has two. Two years left, although it looks like an extension. 20, looks like next season is not fully guaranteed, and he is a fifteen percent trade kicker. That is exciting. Um, I think <laughs> I think someone would consider trading for him. I mean, he is still for all of his flaws, mainly the fact he can't bend his knees or move sideways anymore. 
he can get you 20 points on 50% pretty consistently. And um, I'm not sure exactly what you would get for him, but there are plenty of teams in like kind of that uh, pseudo contending range that could take LaMarcus Aldridge to maybe play like 25 minutes per game for them. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly who, but that's a, that's a good point. I think that could, I think that could happen. Um, I think Ken, are you back up? Yeah, sure. I'll go with uh, a forward. I like, uh, maybe, you know, bring him up in the steals category hunting as well, but OG on an 60%, 68% owned on Yahoo. He's shooting 50 plus percent from the field, getting a block a game. He's just getting a ton of minutes. He's playing 30 minutes a game for Toronto. Uh, I think he's ranking in nine category leagues in the mid fifties. So, uh, but you know, he never puts up the points and rebounds that casual fantasy fans always seem to be overly interested in. So, uh, I like him in a steals blocks and field goal percentage category hunt. I feel like you can always trade low for Ananobi. Good call. Let me, I'm going to get crazy with my Ooh. next one. It's for field goal percentage and it's going to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Col- Sweet. <laughs> Colin Sexton is oh my, what the? Ah! listen, listen. Colin Sexton, 66% owned on Yahoo, 38% on ESPN. So the problem with Pirtle and Ananobi and all these other guys that we're gonna mention is most of them take like six, seven attempts per game. Right. So it's great. Fair. They're shooting 62%, but they're not seeing the volume where they can really impact your percentages too much. So if you've got, if one of your last guard spots is someone who's just a complete suck in in field goal percentage, they're shooting 38%. You've got Colin Sexton here who is attempting nearly 16 field goal attempts per game and he's shooting 44%. He was extremely, he was very efficient the last month or two of his rookie season. Yes. Um, And it's pretty much, for the most part, it's carried over to this year. I, I think he's a sneaky play. If, if you're in a league shallow enough that he's available. And like I said, you have that guy who's draining you in the field goal percentage category. He's a sneaky pickup that can actually be a boost in that category. You're right. That is crazy. Um, For, but no, I, I uh, last eight games. I, you know, I, I had to, I, I, you know, I blew my mind, but last eight games, he is shooting 46 plus from the field. I just think for for the percentages, you got to get more creative. Like you can't just do, yeah. you can't just pick up a guy who's a low volume shooter, right? Because yeah. it's not going to have that attempts. much of an impact. Yeah, fifteen attempts a game. Those last eight games where he's shooting forty six plus. Nice call, Shannon. I take my uh, uh, shock back. Uh, I'm going to hit. I'm actually going to do two names extremely quickly. Willie Cauley Stein. Uh, 1.7 blocks, 60% field goal percentage over the past two weeks. I'm a little biased because I have always liked Willie Cauley Stein, but the you're also a fan of the face and neck tattoos. You've always been a face neck tattoo fan. Listen, if you have face and neck tattoos, you better be blocking shots. Like that is your <laughs> that's your identity now. Um, that was actually, I mean, when Chris the Birdman Anderson, yeah. when yeah. he swatted his hundredth career shot of a neck tattoo just automatically appeared just out of nowhere (laughs) you got one other name alex (laughs) 
Uh, for very, very deep leagues. Uh, but someone that I did like coming out of the draft is Daniel Gafford, uh, backup center for the Bulls. Most people probably don't know who he is. Extremely athletic, rim-running guy. Had some monster games in summer league over the past two weeks. 1.3 blocks, 85% field goal percentage, despite seeing only like 15 minutes per game. Um, so that's for that's for deep leagues. But we are going to move on to DFS now. Um, fancy basketball fans. The NBA regular season is here. FanDuel is offering the most exciting ways to play fantasy basketball, no matter what you're looking for. FanDuel is something for everyone. Tons of different contests and formats to choose from, starting at just 25 cents. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and enjoy watching your results in real time. Play against your friends for bragging rights or play against the public for millions in cash prizes. To take advantage of our special offer for new users, sign up today at FanDuel.com RW. You'll get free. You'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with your first deposit on FanDuel. That includes DFS lineup optimizers, premium articles, draft software, and much more. And that's for every sport. Just visit FanDuel.com/rw. Void where prohibited. New FanDuel registrants only. Restrictions do apply. See FanDuel.com/rw for details. <laughs> Season-sized NBA slate tonight, nine games, although only one matchup that includes two teams over 500. Uh, yeah, it's it's gross. Um, Shannon, do you have anybody that is catching your eye initially or any games that you think are interesting? Yeah, I Kendrick Nunn. Okay. Back-to-back solid games. He's played over 40 minutes uh, each of the past two games. Uh, Drogic is out. Winslow's out. Uh, Tyler Hero is questionable. So I think there's a good... None's in a good spot to possibly see 35 to 40 minutes. Um, He's only 5,500. That's nice. There's a lot of folks. I mean, people are going to be on him because he's coming off a monster 51-point outing. Sure. Um, You know, I don't expect him to, to do that again. But at 5,500, I, I like him tonight, even though, you know, it's against the Lakers who have, have one of the better defenses in the league. Uh, but I, I still like that spot for him at home. Uh, I have Clint Capella at 8,800 against Orlando. Um, kind of just an uninspiring game. But Nikola Vucevic is still out. I just don't trust Kem Birch or Mobamba to keep Clint Capella away from the hoop. That the Kem Birch, the Kem Birch explosion just hasn't happened. With the Vucevic. No, uh, those guys are solid, but I don't trust them to stop him from rim running, from getting offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds. I just think he'll have a, a very nice game. He's just a very consistent part. He's just a very consistent player, good cash game guy because of his connection with James Harden um, and what he does for that team. Uh, Ken, you have well, we have John Morant resting. So that yeah, I'll throw I'll throw out two guards. You're yeah, first yeah in Memphis with Morant resting, DeAnthony Melton at a very cheap 4100. He'll still come off the bench, but he's behind a terrible Tyus Jones. This also could be a blowout against the Bucks in which Melton could get crazy garbage minutes. I mean, at 4100, you're looking for upside guys to afford you know expensive uh, players elsewhere. So give Melton a shot. And then I, li- I like Lou Williams. They got some injuries, the Clippers. No Pat Beverly. And, you know, Sh- uh, Lundy Shamit's been out for a while. Uh, so Williams at 6,000. I think he's starting. A rare start for Sweet Lou. Uh, anyway, at 6,000, I like Williams as well. 
I like both those. Uh, for some reason, the the Knicks are heavily discounted uh, for tonight's slate. Uh, it is one of the lower over-unders of the night against Sacramento. But Morris is at 5,400, which is dirt cheap for him. Um, Randall at 66. Uh, I like both of those. Uh, if you, you know, if Giannis sits again, you have to be on Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton. Um, Giannis is uh, yeah. currently listed as questionable. Um, as we saw, both Bledsoe and Middleton, I think, topped 40, point, 40 fancy points with Giannis out on Wednesday. Uh, and their usage just shoots through the roof with, with Giannis out. So I think both of those guys um, would be options for, for the Friday night slate if, if Giannis sits. Bledsoe at a very reasonable 6,700 on Fandle. Alex, yeah, I mean, give, Bled- us, give us another name. Sure. Uh, oh. I have Demondis Sabonis, um, potential all-star candidate, actually, mm-hmm. in the East, depending on how how much the voters and the coaches value wins. Uh, this is going up against Atlanta in Atlanta, though the home court advantage isn't doesn't matter that much there. Uh, the Atlanta front court is just not good. Um, we've talked about Bruno Fernando and Alex Len and uh, Damian Jones on this podcast before, but it's an uninspiring list, really. Uh, Sabonis averaging 48 fantasy points over the past four games. Just a uh, just a guy who can get you 25, 11, and eight on any given night. It's amazing. He's almost gotten better since Miles Turner's returned from injury. And Turner Turner's offense is is not it's, right. Supposed it's to take so, advantage. Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, if it weren't for Turner still getting blocks, like Turner gets a ton of blocks still, so he's all yeah. so he's going to hold fantasy value for that. But if he weren't if he weren't getting blocks, if he were only averaging 1.2 blocks per game, like no one would be hyped about miles Turner anymore. It's just amazing that Sabonis is the guy and not Turner. I know I never would have thought this was coming at the beginning right. of last year. Sabonis is so old school. It's the sweet muscle. It's great. Block. It's bruising. It's fun to watch. <laughs> it's, it's great. Turner, the um, lost, just wandering out there. Not sure what to do. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, do you have, I have basically one more note I want to make uh, before. So I'll let you, I'll let you take the floor first. I, I want I want to talk about Devonte Graham for a minute. Please do. Because he's coming off a career high 40 points. Uh, he's just been an absolute beast. He's only 7,900 for fr- the Friday night slate. And he's going up against the bulls. Um, he's basically been a walking 40 fantasy points on FanDuel. Um, just amazing. I mean, dude's averaging 20 points, 3.7 rebounds, 7.6 assists. Uh, he's deadly from downtown. Uh, no one saw this coming. In the deepest leagues possible, he was not yeah. drafted. Like, there's not a single Except, league yeah. I'm in. He was not drafted in our keeper league that has G League spots. It's like 200 players <laughs> deep. I mean, there's just, it, it's unbelievable to me how off the rare radar this guy was and how good he is he's he's the biggest fantasy surprise that i can remember since like bobby simmons one year with the clippers like coming out of nowhere that's i mean that's the only i was trying i was trying to i I was trying i was debating it internally a couple days ago i'm just like who who the hell else (laughs) came out of nowhere and and Simmons was nowhere near this sort of impact. Kendrick Nunn. But he was just, uh, you know. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn's a good one, but he's also a rookie. Like, you know, at least Graham well, was, G Graham League was last on year. G League last year. Was undrafted 2018, Kendrick Nunn. I'm just, I'm just imagining Shannon 
sitting in his office, emails flooding in, people trying to take meetings with him, and he's just like, but Bobby Simmons, was is that a good comp for Devontae Graham fantasy? <laughs> Uh, I've been trying to make the Devontae Graham all-star case, so I am Absolutely. I'm fully yeah. on board with, with everything that you're saying. Um, and that actually leads into my next point, which is I think you can stack the Bulls and Hornets tonight uh, because these teams both agree that defense is boring to play and hard to play, so why bother? Uh, and this is a game I don't have the over-under in front of me, but it would not surprise me if both of these teams scored 130 points. Uh, so I think in GPPs that could make for a good stack. Ken, it's time for your old man rant. <laughs> Ugly sneakers. Bring back the uniform rules for basketball shoes where they have to be the main color of the team. Why is 76er Furkan Korkmaz wearing bright yellow kicks with that sweet red, white, and blue Sixer uni? Why does everyone have neon shoes? What is Fuchsia doing on the court? It ain't right, man. I'm old and I like rules. I crave order. Fine, I can tolerate those pregame fashion shows with players catwalking into the arenas. Whatever. But on the court, let's keep it classy. I'm old enough to remember Pat Riley getting mad at Nike for LeBron James's crazy heat shoes, Riley famously told the Nike rep uh, in the arena that night, "All quote, all my soldiers wear the same color boots." Ooh-rah! When when the colors are extremely different, it is, it is a little jarring um, at first. I do agree with you on that. This is your second fashion-related rant within the past. This is back-to-back fashion rants for you. Yeah, I, it was one long one. I had to divide it into two. That's, I, no, I understand. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't think we. I think we were pretty good on names. Uh, you may have called Anthony Simon to Anthony Simmons, but that would be that was very brief. Uh, yeah, that uh, was bad. Yeah, I just I feel always 50-50 have... on that. I call him Simmons or, or Simons. <laughs> you know, it. it Depends on which day of the week it Until is. Until he gets good minutes, he doesn't deserve his name to be, you know, to be pronounced properly. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, th- thanks for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. This is presented by FanDuel. If you're going to play DFS, you better play it on FanDuel. Ken, please take a saga here. Yeah, for today's quote, let's go to funny man Kawhi Leonard. And by the way, please YouTube... The very well-done tribute video Toronto had for Kawhi when the Clippers were in town last night. The excellent arena production value. Uh, anyway, the quote from Kawhi from last year when asked uh, about defense, he said, quote, I don't really have a favorite player to guard. I guess somebody on the bench who doesn't play. It's easier to guard them, unquote. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line.